I'm getting too old for this shit, Saucier. Hang in there, McKibben. <laughs> <laughs> McKibben is Saucier. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be our next t-shirt. With them, like, back-to-back <laughs> with Desert Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> McKibben is <the> saucy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just found what's going at the top of the show. <laughs> Wait, we have, to, we have to spend, like, ten minutes just doing buddy cop lines. When we get back. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'll always have your back. We're in this for the long haul. I feel like I would be the guy that says, "Oh hell no!" Oh hell no, Saucier! Oh hell no, Saucier! Saucier, you can't do that, McKibbins. I was born for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we ready to get back in here? Welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast. This show is intended for information purposes only, but we're not experts. We're just two guys within the Bitcoin community. Bitcoin is an experiment in the separation of money and state. You'll be surprised how many will support that. And adoption is the only thing that matters. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bitcoin Podcast, episode number 43. I am your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. And host number three, Dr. Corey Petty. Mm, you do that well, on the front this time. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Might as well throw it. I don't know if, I never get to throw it out there very much, so yeah. I'll do it this time. Throw out the D piece. Yeah, sometimes you got to lay the D piece out and for everybody to see. And but only occasionally. That's right. We got a doctor in the house. But only Probably should, you shouldn't say laying out the DPs though. Why not? <laughs> Are you? You have a problem with my DPs? I don't know if I'm ready for the DPs. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it'll it'll get in you. It's overwhelming sometimes. <laughs> but he's only a good doctor, like if nobody's bleeding. Like, yeah, if are bleeding. Then I'm a doctor of the mind. Yeah. I'm a mind doctor. A mind doctor. That could be. That's not doctor. psychologist. It's physicist. That could be an X Men character. Mind doctor. <laughs> well, speaking of DPS, we're brought to you by EscrowMyBizits.Kizom. It's fast. There's no D's in there. <laughs> That's true. But you can buy some crazy stuff with it. All you have to do is uh, register and deposit your Bitcoin. Seller ships the item, buyer checks the goods, and then they release the funds. And they also offer Bitcoin escrow with a locked exchange rate. Um, there's no complex math at the point of sale because they use new bits. And if you're unfamiliar with new bits, it's the first stable digital currency. And all they do is charge a small flat escrow fee of 1% on all the transactions. And then they offer you the ability to split the fee with the other party. So, you know, we want there to be no excuses for you to use them. So go on to their website. And uh, sign up for their newsletter, and uh, you can escrow your shit with escrowmybits.com. Yep. I love that slogan that we made. That's now the thing. I hope he puts it on his website sometime. Escrow? Yeah. Like a picture of video. He's like a, a, just as professional a video as the main video he has. If it just said, like, he has a video that says, escrow your shit. Escrow my <laughs> That'd be yeah. good. I'd, yeah. I'd gladly be a spokesperson. I'd put my face on it. Uh, so we touched uh, we touched on this next topic way back on episode thirty nine, but the time has now come. the uh, The Satoshi Roundtable is underway. Mm-hmm. Um, all the chips have been put on the table for months, and like the lines have been drawn. And you know, there's too much at stake to walk away without a deal. So I have faith in Gavin, Brian, and the classic guys to reach some kind of middle ground with the core folks. So I'm th- I'm thinking because of this meeting, we're going to see a five hundred dollar price increase next week. Really. Five hundred dollar yeah. price five increase? Zero no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's gonna go to five hundred. Sorry. Okay. All right. That. <laughs> it's like Jesus. That's sorry. a bold statement. <laughs> five. I hope I there's. Mean, just... oh, go ahead. Yeah, it could it could rise to five hundred. I mean, seventy dollar price increase isn't that unheard of when you have giant news in the Bitcoin space. So. I yeah. think the giant news is gonna cause a price decrease, bear trap style, 
and then it's going to slowly go up to 500. It deserves to be at 500 right now. Because Why does it deserve it? Because it's noble. Come on, you can do better than that. I can do better than that. Um, the happening is coming up very <laughs> soon, so the supply is going to cut in half. It should be creeping up already because of the happening, but I guess people don't understand basic economics. So, um, but I guess it's still a speculative experiment. So we're stuck here in the mid forties. Yep. Um, I think it deserves to be at five hundred solely because the happening is coming. And that's it. That's all there needs to be, man. The demand's not going away, and the supply's cutting in half. The price needs to start reflecting that, or I'm going to start saying there's some stinky fish out there. Shit smells fishy. Unregulated markets. There's some whack shit going on. I think a lot of people are on the fences right now, waiting for kind of this this fork stuff to to blow over before they dive in, or they may have taken their money out. And they're sitting on the sidelines waiting for something to cool off and there to be there to be consensus in a way things are going. So people are just kind of scared because they don't want to lose their money, although it's not that big of a deal and they won't lose their money. Yeah. You know what they say about being on the fence? No. Get off the fence, bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the saying. Well, <laughs> I hope there's a lot of discussion like in regards to like on block expansion. Versus like off block. I wish that they would make it public so that, you know, everyone yeah. can see the discussions they have. It's like make a video conference, release the videos on YouTube, do some type of like a, a script a, of what everybody says, have a stenographer there available. I don't know. Even thing. reports. There's something what? on Reddit. The very top post on Reddit is a live, uh, I think it's a stenographer who's just posting like highlights from when people talk and who's talking and the highlights of what they're saying. It's still not real, though. I agree with they you. They say it's going to be on a secret BTC island. or Bitcoin? Uh, Bitcoin. R slash Bitcoin. Reddit.com slash R slash Bitcoin. Oh, I see it. Reddit live. You know, you could just, you know, just say, you know, you can just say com. Don't act like you know. Or BTC.reddit.com. You don't have to do the slash R nonsense. I'm going to send it to you guys. No. You can just type in the subreddit dot reddit.com. Uh, well, I like to kick it old school. That's pretty hot. I'm going to watch this after the UFC fights. Cause okay, so the I, capacity I discussion is going to be done in a smaller, randomly selected groups, and then they get back together as a larger group to feed back the discussions, and then they repeat that over again. Okay. So they talk, they're talking about human error. They're talking about how Bitcoin has to be more resilient to human error in order to succeed, and now they're going to explain why they believe that human error is an issue and we should consider sooner rather than later. So they're talking about human errors in systems right now. Human and, error is a big deal. That's why banks even exist, and not only human error, but also people stealing shit. So that is something to discuss, and I've messed up a little bit. I sent It happened to me one time, though. That's all it takes is one time. I sent Bitcoin to Nowhere Land, and it wasn't a lot of Bitcoin. It was like $15 worth. But, you know, I'm sitting waiting around like, where's my gift card? I could have swore I got a gift card, and it never came. And then when I checked the address, I sent it to Never Never Land. Let me guess. You did that so, manually, too. I did that manually. You typed that address in manually. Uh, well, no. Yes, I typed that address in manually. Well, see, that's the thing is that a lot of the, the things that are coming out – so, like, when we have, I guess, mass adoption and it becomes ubiquitous, it, people aren't going to be typing in manual addresses. No, they're not. You'll have an address, but you'll, it'll only be copy and pasted or QR scanned or something so that, that you don't have to type in manually <laughs> because that's pretty much the only time you can fuck it up. Yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because um, we'll get into this later. But the Burger King that's accepting Bitcoin, the cashier at the Burger King has to type the transaction ID from the paper receipt into the iPod app manually, and they have to do this every time. What? Yep, they're, they're using what a it, right? terrible point of sale. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cool that they're accepting Bitcoin, but it's like an archaic way. Yeah, but it's to, like. That only like when they share their experience, they're only going to be like, yeah, it's it's I guess it's neat, but it's annoying and it's, it takes long and which is the opposite of what Bitcoin should be. Yeah, I think it's like you said sometimes, Corey. It does a say, disservice almost. You Go say ahead. frequently like um, Bitcoin just um, it has to conquer that convenience factor in order for it to 
be of any value to a layman. And well, to a, a layman to a a, a uh, not a civilized country. What am I thinking about the word? Civilized? No. What's the word? I, my, my, no, I've, I have a brain fart. And I can't think of a word. Not a third world country. Okay. Like, you know, it's it's we we live in a lap of luxury and compared to a lot of different countries. So if you want to get someone to change over and use something, you have to give them an incentive to do so. And currently there is no real incentive for a lot of people to use Bitcoin regularly other than maybe discounts for Amazon and Starbucks and shit like that. Or it's cool. Yeah, but that's why they're giving away right free wobbles. Yeah. So that's why they're giving an incentive to do it. You get a free whopper or a free drink or whatever you're doing. And yeah. uh, so in terms of uh, – how can I not remember that stupid word? First world countries, established countries, That's technological countries. No, I can't. It's, I still can't think of the word. It's just around there. Wow. Uh, it they don't. You have to offer something up. So third world countries care because they can actually put their wealth in something that doesn't move a lot, move a lot, like their current country or escape, you know, regimes and shitty governments. Mm. I don't know where wow. else. So. I yeah, and it's, it's, it's things like this that make it difficult to use it. So like Bitcoin's implementing or Burger King's implementing like a Bitcoin's payment system, but it's it's clunky and, and slow and no one's going to do it. Yeah. A Whopper isn't that expensive. Come on. If you have Bitcoin, you can afford a Whopper. The first – I think for the first world, we still need to make our Make It Rain Bitcoin's app. Call it Noble Bits, like you did at the top of the show. Noble Bits, that's right. Noble Bits. And just make it rain Bitcoin when you, <laughs> when you tap the button on your screen, and that's it. That's going to be the thing that causes mass adoption. That's it. We already found it. We found it 25 episodes ago. <laughs> well, we can call that Burger King, ask them, like, you know, how many customers are actually taking advantage of this Bitcoin promotion? How do your employees feel about typing in manual transaction IDs from the paper receipt? Are they excited about it, et cetera, et cetera? All right. Give a call, D. We'll just listen. Let's give him a call. Who's going to talk? You want me to talk? Who's going to talk? Yeah. I can, I can talk, and then you can get the sandwich shop if you want. All right. I'll, you handle Burger King, you, and then I'll handle Molone Sandwich Bar. All right. Let's call Burger King. <laughs> Hope they speak English. Isn't Hungry Jack a pancake mix? Hi, is this Hungry Jack's? No, this is not Hungry Jack's. It's Burger King. Oh, Burger King. Is it true that you guys um, are accepting Bitcoin in your establishment? Yes, that's true, yeah. Is it... um, Are you guys pretty excited? Are Are the employees there pretty excited with this promotion? Is it going pretty well? Uh, well, we are excited, but it's not like it's, it's, we, we have guests all the time playing with bitcoins. <laughs> it's, it's still, you know, coming up in them. So we have like maybe two or three orders a day with the uh, bitcoins. Oh, that's it. Well, I, I have a few friends I'm trying to on ramp. So I, I, I know you guys are giving away a, a, like a, a second whopper when I come in and pay with bitcoin. Uh, and yeah. I was just wondering, like, so I have Bitcoin. Does how does the cashier uh, uh, take my Bitcoin? Are they typing in the, the the ID from the receipt, and then they and then there's like an app involved? I'm just trying to like you know put my head around it. Yeah, yeah. We we there's an app. Uh, I think most users of the Bitcoins have like an e-wallet or something, and they they have an app on their phone from the e-wallet. Um, and then uh, I think it's called Bitcasa, but I'm not sure. Maybe you can use something else as well. Uh, but at least we have we have an iPad, and then when when someone orders with bitcoins, we just type in in the iPad, and then you get like a QR code you can scan with your phone. That's like what what the um, what the app on your phone then recognizes the, the the Bitcoin app, then it pays through the QR code. Oh, awesome! Well, uh, cool. Well, I'm I'm on my way down there. I'm I'm gonna use Bitcoin. I I would love to see other cities in the Netherlands take advantage of this. And I think you guys are trendsetters. I think you guys are doing a great job. So, um, you know, I just want to tip my hat to you guys. Um, I'll be down there soon. Thank you. Then uh, we'll see you uh, see you when you get here. <laughs> All right. Bye bye.
you will not see me down there because I am not in your country. You are a fucking liar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be down there real soon. You I'll be there in a minute. Good, as, getting people's hopes up. As in never, because we're in fucking Texas. <laughs> All right, here's my turn. I want to see what I can do. Here's Molone's sandwich and lunch bar. You got to one-up his lying. Just just, just ridiculous lies. All right, let's go for this. You get a free sandwich. Oh, they better pick up the phone because I'm so excited to meet. Op dit moment is Molon niet bereikbaar. Probeer het later nog eens. Ah, hello. Uh, that was an answering machine. They nope. just hung up on me. <laughs> you got nothing. Jeez, he just straight up hung up. Well, you're not getting my Bitcoin business that you weren't even fucking getting in the first place. All right. Oh no! So far, Burger King has better customer service than the small indie sandwich shop. Yeah, basically, Malone was like, "Hey, thanks for calling. Fuck you." Click. Anyways, let's see. Uh, what is this wine tasting place? Yeah, you're gonna give them a shot. <laughs> it's called Robbers. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry about that. A little coffee, cough. All right, let's let's give them a call. Please don't speak English. Please don't speak English. Well, I. I think they speak English pretty well, man. In the Netherlands, I'm 100% sure of that. 99%, 90% sure of that. <laughs> Burger King wins right now. Everyone else oh. is not prepared to serve their customers. I know they hear the phone. It's it's like <laughs> eight o'clock their time in the morning. They're not picking up for no, wine no. tasting at eight o'clock in the morning. It's no, it's PM the, over there. Yeah, it's in the evening. Oh really? There. Yeah. Oh they're drunk then. They're already drunk. <laughs> All right. Well, that was semi successful. No, we're not. Okay. Uh, well there's a burger you want to call Burger King here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. Let's let's do that. All right, here it's here, let me give you the number. Oh God. Clean? Are you doing clean? I'm going to do Copper's Cove because it's worse there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Who's going to talk? You want me to talk? Oh, D. I want to take this. this. Go for it, D. This hurts me. Just thinking about it. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. Burger King, Carpenter, Stuff Corner, stick. Can I help you? Oh, how are you? Um, I have a quick question. Do yeah. you guys do you guys accept Bitcoin? I'm sorry. Do we accept what? Bitcoin. It is. Uh, it's money. And I'm I'm trying to come there and get a Whopper. And I was wondering if you guys accept Bitcoin, and I could come buy the Whopper with it. I could. But you're cutting up, sir. I really apologize. What? What now? What are you saying? Oh well. I have some Bitcoin. I was wondering if I could come in and, and do you guys accept Bitcoin? It's like do cash. accept what? Bitcoin. Like money. We accept money, yeah. Oh, and, well, it is money, but it's, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's digital money. It's, it's newer, but I was just hoping that you guys did accept Bitcoin because I have some and I would like to spend because I really would like a Whopper, but... Well, I mean... Uh, d- is it like uh, off your phone or something? Oh yeah, it's 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 uh it'll be off my phone. Okay, then yeah. So do you do accept? We can, we can do the mobile uh, transaction. But Is specifically, that the you're asking? I mean, it's not like a gift card or anything. It's actual cash. It's called Bitcoin. It's actually well, as long as it's American money. Well, it's it's way American. That's true. Um, okay. I tell you what, um, I'll be by soon, and okay. I guess you could get your mobile transaction device ready. And, and uh-huh. All right. It, well, it's our uh, actual register. Oh, really? Okay. 
That's good. I'm glad that uh, I'll be able to spend my Bitcoin there. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. She's a dirty liar. She's a liar. <laughs> so awkward. She's a dirty liar. <laughs> that was incredibly odd. It's uh, money. Yeah. I didn't know what and, to do. And, uh, All right. It's, All right. A, it's American. It's real American. It's real American. I hope that's not your 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 pitch talk for the majority of the people you're trying to on ramp to Bitcoin. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you should be like you know um, you know transactions made with no middlemen, so you don't have to pay the three percent credit card fees anymore. You could have given them a really good. You could have sold her on it. I'm not glazing over anybody's eyes when I'm trying to talk to the manager of a Burger King. She wasn't no manager. Was. She was the clerk. You know what I find funny though? How humans, when they don't understand something, they say you're cutting out because they don't understand what a term is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what Bitcoin is. I can't hear you. What? <laughs> you're breaking up. You're, you're in a tunnel. Up. What are you saying? Bitty it's coin? money. Bitty, bit, what? She said, is it American? Is that what she said? <laughs> no, she said, as long as it's American money. As long as it's American Because you money. sound not American. I don't know if you know that. You sound very oh, non American. This, this uh, non regional diction. Really uh, fucks with people. So, so uh, the Netherlands Bitcoin. wins. Netherlands wins. The Texan Burger King had no clue what Bitcoin was, but they do take it because it's a mobile transaction. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Uh, I think that we, we said they use BitPayza. The other the, 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 uh, the no, they no, no, no. use Bitcasa. Bitcasa. Bitcasa is what they. You use. sure? That's what he said. No, I thought he said like Bitpaza, but didn't understand how to pronounce it. So he said like Bitpaza. Uh, Bitpaza is B I T K A S S A, and it's an iPad app. Yeah. Oh. Bitpaza. Well, K-A-S-S-A. the Netherlands has always been on the up and coming. So. Isn't that astounding though? That like, why can't she just say I don't know what you're talking about instead of lying to get you through the door? Dude, that's such an interesting social experiment. Like Netherlands is so cutting edge. Compared yeah, to what we just heard from, I hope like people listen to this and they tell other people to listen to this because this was that was some real shit that we just did. <laughs> it's uh money. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not gonna, gonna give anyone to, a Bitcoin. You're gonna have to work on your pitch. For, I'm not giving anyone a Bitcoin. Bitcoin for at least explaining the core idea of what Bitcoin might be to someone who has no idea what's going on. I expected her to know what it was, honestly. And when she had no clue, I was like, well, what the fuck, man? It's money. It's, I'm trying to come in and spend some money. That's what I want to, that's what I want to do. Do you accept the money that I'm spending? Yeah, of course we do. If it's a mobile transaction. I hope that you one day go for a job that says like a salesman job and they have to listen to the show and they're like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's how I sell we, stuff. We know. Like, we know. If I were a car salesman. Do you want this car? I don't know. Well, it's a great car. Are you sure? Like, look, all four wheels, engine, paint job. It's a car. Sold. (laughs) Anyways, we should probably get into the interview, right? Let's do our introduction on that. All right, sure. Um, This week, uh, we're going to explore how blockchain technology is going to affect the real estate transactions, not fast food. Real estate transactions, records, and investing. And we're going to bring together the experts from like the tr- traditional real estate sector as well as Bitcoin and blockchain enthusiasts. And we're going to create connections that are going to benefit both industries. And in order to do so, we're going to welcome uh, Director of Business Development, Matt McKibben, and our past guest, Christian Saucier. Uh, very exciting. Today, they're officially demoing their long-anticipated completed prototype of their real estate platform, which has full integration availability for two countries and title insurance systems. And this bootstrap system is like the work of officially one year of bringing a team together, hard work, small pivots, and basically just never giving up in the face of incredible odds. And in addition, we're going to have um, uh, companies on board, and they're going to use it, and VCs are ready to meet with them. And Matt is actually going to be at the World Bank's Land and Poverty Conference, uh, scaling up responsible land governance March 14th through the 16th in Washington, D.C. So we have a lot to talk about. And catch uh, McKibben's and Saucier SVU Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on NBC. 
because their name sounds like a cop show. (laughs) (laughs) McKibbins and Saucy, yay! (laughs) (laughs) That would be the song. Anyways, we're going to do the interview. Do one of you guys want to say the thing? The here it is thing? You're a good cop, McKibbins. Or is this on me? All right. Here it is. All right, so uh, so Matt, I believe that this first question is for you. Uh, can you explain a bit how Bitcoin presents an interesting new solution to solve the problems of poverty and unemployment via charities, organizations, governments, etc.? Oh, poverty organizations. Well, w- I mean, so one thing I would say uh, is that Bitcoin allows everyone to potentially enter financial markets, which, uh, you know, there's, there's not that many people in the world that actually can really enter into financial markets. There's what, three, four billion un, underbanked, unbanked people. Uh, so just being able to trade with other people is, alleviates poverty. Poverty is the default position of humanity. Uh, <laughs> and we then are able to trade, increase our productive capacity, um, and um, and make ourselves better off, right? Um, so that's one really, really big uh, thing that Bitcoin and well, a decentralized financial system does. Um, I would say a, a second one, and this com- comes closer to what we're doing, is it allows you to register your property. And so um, in the third world, uh, it's called the shadow economy, I guess you will, that Hernando so- de Soto uh, wrote, uh, you know, the mystery of capital about, where many, many, many people can't even register their um, their property, and so therefore they can't take loans out on it. They, no one knows they own it, uh, and the joke is, you know, you know, someone you've stepped on someone else's property because the dogs are starting to bark at you, right? <laughs> um, and so I think that the blockchain along with a lot of work, has the potential to at least give people the first step in saying, I own this, and um, you know you can recognize that, whether it's the government or whether it's a consortium of private organizations that we can put together to take care of land management. Um, I, I think that, that is, is you know, $9 trillion worth of land that's unregistered. Uh, let's do that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Give everybody a fair shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the unbanked is a huge part of this. And it reflects the same thing with, you know, unbanked or not having any papers, you know, to, to prove ownership of real estate or, or even, you know, high value assets like cars and boats and, and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, not having that paperwork behind you. Uh, I mean, that is what caused poverty. That is who we are, right? I mean, however wealth we eat, each of us has, uh, typically we, we don't hold it in our pockets in gold. We hold it in instruments, various forms of financial instruments and, and agreements that are typically managed by larger organizations than us. And, uh, and having a uh, decentralized system take the role of these larger organizations also allows us to remove the potential for fraud and corruption and all sorts of other nasty stuff. Uh, so I, I think it's a very, very exciting times that we're living through because we are seeing the beginning. It's not even the transition yet. I mean, you know, a lot of us are working and building you know, these alternative systems, and that's great, but you know, there's really no great alternative today other than maybe Bitcoin. And even that's, you know, I mean, it's a small, small market cap compared to anything else out there. But, uh, but we're seeing the beginning of the growth of these alternative systems. And, and over the coming five, 10 years, uh, yeah, some of those are going to succeed and it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought up alternatives because we, we know that the blockchain is superior to government record keeping and and some would say that people shouldn't waste their time teaching governments about the blockchain and that you know the real estate companies investors they don't need the government to transact amongst themselves how do you guys respond to the thought that selling blockchain technology to governments is a waste of time <laughs> well uh, the fun part of this is that so so you know Matt and I with um, with ubiquity we're building a, a real estate 
uh, you know, management, you know, system, you know, on the, on the Bitcoin blockchain. And, um, and well, you know, one of the constituents that we have to, uh, to, to work with are the county recorders. Nice. So, uh, here we are exactly you know, having to, uh, deal with the devil in order to build the alternative. Um, I'll say this, right? I mean, there's, there's various approaches. We can ignore them. And, and there are other constituents in, you know, for example, in a real estate space that we could uh, approach and, and try to grow our product through uh, the title insurance companies or even the builders or buyers and sellers or MLS. I mean, there's, there's a million different organizations out there that, you know, we can find a, a good value proposition for them and go attack the market from that angle. Uh, but I'll say this, I mean, uh, with regards to working or ignoring the uh, working with or ignoring the government, um, the, 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 I guess there's a third alternative, and it's maybe working with the government in order to, well, maybe that's the wrong word, but I'm going to use it anyway, in order to fool them, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, these systems are, I, I strongly believe, over the coming decades, I guess, going to, to really replace uh, government with governance, right? Our smart contracts will become tools that we control. You know, we meaning, you know, we the people, <laughs> uh, you know, individuals control and you're going to program your smart, you know, your, your hosts of smart contracts out there yeah. to act in, on your behalf in, in, in various ways and various capacities. And, uh, and, and, and that, that is governance. I mean, that is you know what a lot of governments do today, uh, because they're the ones kind of coordinating our you know laws and interactions with one another and regulating this and that. And uh, I really believe that you know, smart contracts will be able to replace a lot of that. And you know, smart contracts are not perfect. Uh, they are, I and mean, I'm sure we're going to find bugs and problems that are going to be you know uh, pretty scary with regards to uh, moving so much. Uh, of our social order uh, onto onto a blockchain or onto online technologies, but but that's the future, right? I mean, you know, we, we will need to deal with those problems when they arise, and, and I'm sure. We'll. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to kind of reiterate a little bit what Christian said, um, you know, we can work with them so much as it lends legitimacy to whatever parties we need to get the job done. I mean, in uh, I would say in in ten years, all of your property transactions are going to be done on a blockchain somehow, right? Like it's it's not even a question in my mind that you would put so you would that that property that recording of something so valuable would need to go on some sort of permanent ledger, right? Um, and so you can do it by trying to get county recorders to come on board, there's going to be a lot of regulations, there's going to be bidding, there's going to be all of that. Another kind of way is that you can go to the private organizations and say, hey, this might save you money. You might reduce your fraud. And if you can do that, then you you, you can build a new system that will kind of grow organically in it, in itself where then you, you you have it recorded already. You don't need an official person to do the recording, but you still have dispute resolution. You still have ways, if there's a mistake, if someone transfers a multi-million dollar building to someone else, it can't be a Bitcoin transaction where, <laughs> oh, sorry, I guess that guy now owns it on the official ledger. Now, there has to be multiple, multiple layers of governance on that. Um, and I think that in, uh, title insurance companies play a role in that. I think that notary services and identity in general will have to play a huge role because you have to actually find out you know, who the person is or how it works. Right. Um, and that system will just kind of grow. Like Bitcoin, for example, I mean, Satoshi Nakamoto didn't go, well, let me see if I can go to Davos and um, the World Bank and IMF and see if they'll, you know, agree with my system. He was like, no, 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 no. Like, we're just going to start this and it'll grow and do whatever. So we want to start this. We want to we'll start really small. We'll test out small. We'll go here and there. Um, and if we need to get some buy-in from some county recorders here and there, um, that's cool, too. <laughs> hmm. It sounds to me like the 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 relationship you're going to build is like you know they say you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I mean, you you can leave it there for a while. It'll get thirsty. <laughs> I mean, that's just going to happen. So I'll, I'll tell you that the, the horse is thirsty right now, right? So <laughs> it'll get estate uh, markets right now and and I mean the the number of requests that we're getting the number of uh, speaking opportunities and meetings and potential partnerships uh, you know the, the world of real estate is excited about this they're, they're just starting to find out about uh, you know blockchain slash decentralized systems and uh, there is definitely a lot of interest so so there, there's there's quite a few horses walking towards the river right now, and they're thirsty. Mm, they need to drink. They need to drink. <laughs> well, over the past, uh, over the course of the past few weeks, the different experts, including yourselves, have been brought together so that you can exchange ideas to create unique solutions to benefit the real estate industry in the future. Uh, what developments or conversations have you guys all had so far? Uh, with, with whom, um, you know, we've the had experts. A, the experts, um, <laughs> you know, we've had a couple different, you know, meetings and phone calls with different experts, uh, depends on who you talk to and, you know, are they kind of, uh, more of an old guard person? Are they weary of this technology and, and its technological feasibility or, are they someone who wants to dive right in and there's like, yes, let's do it. Um, in terms of specific real estate, like we can't, we can't talk about a lot of this stuff, but I, I, there's a lot of interest and, um, you know, I'm writing a paper for the world bank, um, uh, land and poverty conference, uh, and I'll be presenting it in, in March, co-authoring a paper, um, March, uh, 17th, um, I'll be presenting. Uh, so that's one thing that, you know, even the world bank is interested in how this technology can work. And then Christian, uh, is, you know, is speaking at the agenda group and I can let him, I'll talk about more about that, but, um, that's going to be a huge, there's a lot of heavy hitters that are going to be at that, uh, at that conference. And, the and then group is a, is a who's who of real estate finance in, in New York city. And, uh, they're having a two day kind of a consortium on the real estate revolution. And, and this is organized by a gentleman called Rick Willard. And, uh, and what they mean by that is that there are so many great new technologies in, end up just in terms of title management, but, you know, from, from a finance perspective as well on how to finance deal, how to secure deal, how to secure titles, how to record transfers. And uh, the real estate market is excited about it and they want to find out more. So. Was there anything specific that, um, I guess took place, uh, two weeks ago at the, the first, the very first blockchain real estate meeting in DC? Um, yeah. So I, I'm on the, the, the founder of the DC blockchain real estate meetup. Uh, oh, <laughs> first, yeah, the founder. The founder. Um, no, the, the first meeting was very small. There was actually only two people there. Um, and that's partially, uh, my fault. Uh, it was on a Sunday afternoon and there was no beer. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was at a central place in, in DC. I wanted to have one, uh, meeting before a second meeting is going to be on the, uh, March 17th after the world bank meeting. So I ho hopefully be more people there. Um, but it was a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it was, it was me and one other person. Um, and they were just very interested in the technology. Um, uh, they weren't even a real estate expert, but there were at least five, other people that messaged me personally that said, Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it, but, um, you know, keep, keep in touch. Let's, let's make sure that, um, I can come to the next one and, and see what this is all about. Um, and, and that's, we want to bring together the experts in that, um, the people that have been in the industry and, you know, build those partnerships. Those partnerships are going to be vital for this thing to get off the ground. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that, you know, the, the only other person that showed up wasn't Christian. It was somebody else. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Nice. If, so if we, we turn back the clocks a little bit, we go back to 2012, 2013. Uh, Bitcoin wasn't technologically mature enough to be used in real estate. Uh, why is 2016 the magic year in which we're seeing startups to produce really good industry products and services? Christian, you want to do that or you want me to... <laughs> 
All right. I, well, I just know, man. I, I, everybody was saying that 2015 was going to be the year of uh, Bitcoin 2.0, and uh, I, I guess I guess it's going to be 2016 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're being optimistic. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think there was a lot of uh, exhilaration two, maybe three years ago, uh, when uh, Bitcoin was still maturing, and and many of us were thinking, wait a minute. Imagine everything else you can do, right? And and uh, I think you know. I remember the, the, the Bitcoin conferences a couple of years ago. I mean, they were. I mean, they are still exciting. You know, everybody go go to Amsterdam at the DTNE. <laughs> uh, so the, those conferences are still exciting. But I, I, I think uh, things have matured a lot. And part of that maturity was also uh, all of us realizing, okay, well, having a good idea is is different than making it happen. And, and there's a lot of work involved in making it happen. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Ethereum is probably a, a classic example that, you know, love them or hate them. Uh, I mean, you know, they, they raised a lot of money in the big excitement years, you know, two years ago or so. And uh, there were a lot of expectations and promises that, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Within six months, we're going to see this brand new platform, you know, change the world. And uh, well, you, know, you, know, you don't change the world in six months. So, so I think, I think uh, right now there's a lot of great organizations building great platforms. Uh, I, you know, we're going to see some of those you know, uh, come live you know, in, in the production capacity, if you will, uh, this year. And, and that's going to be awesome. And there will be more in 2017. You know, it's just going to you know, keep on going. Nice. Well, if you remember back in... 2001 i think it was justin timberlake and janet jackson changed the world in like three seconds so <laughs> with a boob with the uh, boob. boob so sorry <laughs> did i derail the whole interview <laughs> talking about changing, we're talking about changing the world for the better sorry <laughs> now imagine she had her you know public key tattooed on her stomach or on her tit then she would have you know been able to to uh get a bunch of donations right it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. <laughs> Missed I think opportunity. I, did I totally derail the interview, Cello? Or are we still good? No, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's focus then on a let, let's go to a global standpoint. How can how can countries benefit from from streamlining and adding a layer of transparency to real estate records? I know you guys you outlined uh, Nepal and Bangladesh. But even the recent news of like Venezuela defaulting and like the the troubling forecast of of Canada's current housing markets, can you guys offer up some some more specific examples? I, I think um, so. So you, you mentioned the country perspective. I, I think what's new and what's exciting about decentralized technologies is that it, it is not about the country. It is about the people. Right. It is about us. And uh, and of course, you know a, a a nation, whatever that is, a, a group of people will benefit as more of its, you know, individuals, you know, make up the group, you know, uh, are in, you know, are doing better. So as long as we can improve the, um, uh, well, in this case, the, the wealth or the recognition of the wealth that people have invested in their, you know, land or, you know, real estate, you know, properties and buildings and whatnot, uh, the more you can recognize that, uh, again, that, that's the mystery of capital at that point, right? You know, that's that's how you can start leveraging the investment that you've made in these uh, in these rare and, and expensive resources. So, to me, you know, the the, the change is that uh, I'm never, I'm almost never thinking about about it from a from a national perspective and how this country can do this or that. Uh, so, Venezuela. Uh, well, it, it's 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 really not a matter of Venezuela. It's about a matter of people who live in a place we call Venezuela, and wondering whether these people can um, can 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 save their savings, <laughs> can transact with one another in a way that is fair and doesn't get you know depreciated within a half day, and um, and and that's where I think these these cryptographic systems uh, well they, they they prevent fraud, which 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 is what, you know, inflation is in, in a very real way. So, uh, you know, cryptography doesn't lie and it doesn't, uh, at least so far, it seems to be pretty unhackable. And therefore, they're, they're very, very secure and very uh, strong system for, for people to, to safeguard their savings. 
Hmm. Yeah. That's very well said. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I agree with Christian on uh, the, the, you know, blockchains, not borders kind of thing. Um, but uh, one of the things I think that it will, blockchains will make the state more transparent uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, at least for more people to realize, you know, how, how corrupt, I mean, people in Venezuela know it's corrupt, right? <laughs> They're the ones that are suffering. But <laughs> yeah. um, if you're able to see what's going on, uh, uh, and you know you're able to to analyze that data. Uh, if if blockchain trends, if 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 for example your local government, uh, all of the information that was going on there was on a blockchain, it would be much more transparent, much easier to see. It'd be easier to partake in, or just in governance models um, for that type of stuff. Um, in terms of real estate, like I said, uh, um, it will definitely safeguard people's property records so if you, you know in in the holocaust right i'm kind of it's gonna get deep uh in Whoa. the holocaust right that, that, there, that. there were lots of people there were jews that that completely had all of their property taken from them there's no record that they owned it there's um you know all the land everything is just destroyed nope you don't own it anymore well that doesn't that can't happen anymore with blockchain technology, with decentralized uh, uh, storage of, of encrypted storage of, of documents and papers, and like that that doesn't exist. You you if you're in a disaster area or you come back, there's still a, a record of you owning it. Now, whether the people with guns or you know honor that or not, I don't know, but uh, that that still exists forever as long as we you know maintain the blockchain systems. Um, and that's an amazing tool for the people of, of the world, regardless of where they live. Absolutely. Um, we just got a few more questions. I also want to highlight that in this interview, we went from Janet Jackson's titty to the Holocaust. That's, <laughs> that's a huge range. So someone out there is listening and you can't relate. I don't know. You're not listening very close. You no, know, I, I brought up 9-11 a couple episodes again, and you guys shunned me. So I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to point that out. We shouldn't laugh about that. That's Sorry. Anyways, you guys have been talking about fraud <laughs> and scam. Uh, you know, one of the most common types of real estate fraud is rental scams. How are you guys going to plan on giving that the judo chop? How are you going to directly combat that? Well, when you look at how real estate scams are made, uh, well, I mean, there, there's multiple multiple ways to scam the system, but one of the popular ones is for someone to fake having ownership of a property, approaching a financial institution, presenting what seemed like a legitimate title of ownership to a property, and taking out a loan. And then you run with the money, and the bank you know realizes that you were not the owner, and now there's a you know, there's a problem. <laughs> so. Uh, in, in pretty much any scam, at some point, there's a lie, right? There's there's a, something that is a sleight of hand. And and in this case, as Matt was just saying, uh, I mean, blockchains are some of the most open ledgers we've uh, you know, we've ever invented. So you can trace back, and that's that's kind of the whole beauty of, of Bitcoin and, uh, and, and, and how you can trace back every transactions, you know, all the way down to the, the, the original, you know, Bitcoin. <laughs> so... So you end up with systems that are uh, highly transparent, highly traceable, and 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 that makes it. Um, again, I, I'm not saying it's foolproof. There, there there are going to be ways. I'm sure where people are going to start figuring out how to game this. Uh, but uh, but so far, I don't think we've uh, we've found a lot of those ways. And so far, this system allows for a much more uh, secure and fraud resilient uh, ledger. Than uh, than all of the official, you know, <laughs> systems that we've got, you know, uh, paper-based system we have in place today. Yeah, yeah the cryptographic signatures. I mean, you're not, they're not going to be forged. I mean, one of the one of the problems or one of the things that you want to do is be able to incentivize people to update the ledger when they can or update a a potential uh, adding to the ledger. So if you take a loan a lien out or a loan out against your house. You know, where's your incentive there to to update it? Go down to the county recorder or or whatever, and that's what title insurance is for. If you you know, if you end up having uh, you buying something and you don't do title insurance or title search on it, uh, you'll end up 
uh, you, you could end up not owning the house or someone else owns part of the house or the property in general. Um, uh, and then you're kind of screwed, but you didn't do your due diligence. So this, I think, will uh, help give more due diligence there um, to to the people that are in, insuring the properties in, in a sense. And um, But one of the incentive things is you have to be able to incentivize people to update it every time. Um, and, uh, you know, it'll be a challenge to, to figure out how to do that. But, you know, Bitcoin's all about incentives anyway, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Now, now I'm, I'm going to be my own devil's advocate here for, for, for a minute. Um, you know, and, and I'm obviously excited about, you know, the growth of smart contracts and, and decentralized systems. But where I do see um, uh, future weaknesses in these systems is, is where um, as, as we build more and more, Right. And, and so, for example, if, if you think about the whole process of transacting a, a real, real estate transaction, right, I'm selling you my house, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, that gets recorded at the county. But, you know, there's my bank, there's your bank. Uh, well, I had a contractor who had done some work, so I got to pay him off, too. Uh, there's uh, maybe the builder that, you know, built the house that, that still had some uh, lien to the house as insurance. And so there's a lot of players who are involved in the transaction. And um, while the transactions follow a certain template that is pretty standard, uh, there's a lot of variability within each and every one of the steps within the transaction process. And that's where smart contracts comes in. And I think as we start building more and more, or maybe as we start wrapping more and more of our lives transactions in smart contracts, uh, that's where we're going to start seeing some opportunities for, um, I guess, uh, smart contract hacking, right? <laughs> and, and what I mean by that, it's, uh, uh, well, you know, when you put like a, an automated payment for some magazine subscription or whatever, you put in your credit card online and you just send it off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's not a very complex smart contract, but to the, to the extent where a year later, uh, they charge your card again, and you had totally forgotten. And in fact, you've not been reading that magazine. Uh, at that point, that contract does not quite represent, or does not quite do what you what you would want it to do at that you know future point in time. And I think we're going to start seeing uh, as these platforms become more and more sophisticated, and we start trying to automate more of our uh, you, know, uh, you know interactions with one another through smart contracts. Uh, I, I think we're going to find that we need to to be careful uh, how much of our information, how much even of our identity uh, we give to these contracts because or, or what scope we allow the, these contracts to have in our lives um, because that's where we're, we, we, we might lose track of them. And, um, and, and I think... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Internet failed us. Oh, internet, you fickle biatch. They're just proving him right. Uh, um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is actually good timing because we only have one question left. All right, go ahead. Matt, in 10 words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? 10 words or less? This doesn't count. Um, 10 words or less. Bitcoin is the foundation of a decentralized financial system. Does that work? The word must be getting out, Cello. Well, he was going to drop that M word, and that would have failed him, but he he stumbled into the good territory. I was going to say monetary monetary (laughs) system, but, but financial system... But not not just that. I mean, it's a decentralized everything system. <laughs> Decent, it, Bitcoin is the decentralized everything system. Yeah. Is that your final answer, sir? <laughs> yeah, the foundation for the, the, the decentralized everything system. Just yeah. under. Just We're under on a success system. right here. Everyone's passing that question. I might say in exactly 17 words describe Bitcoin <laughs> and trip make people it, up. Make it harder and harder. Should we get <laughs> yeah. Christian back in just so he can you know, say bye? I think we should do that. Yeah, we should definitely do that. All right. Grab him. The internet failed us. That's why it needs to be decentralized. 
Yeah, right. I, guess, I think <laughs> need made safer or yeah. uh, IPFS or storage. Yes, storage. They should be coming on soon. Christian, yeah. you're back. Hey, I'm back. You <laughs> came back just in time for the end of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, we can. Shall we give Christian another shot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you uh, know what? He I th- did he pass the first time around? I, I should have checked did. on that. I don't know. Did we should have checked. Well, I'm going to make it harder for you. In in nine words or less, Christian, can you describe Bitcoin? I'm going to say the same answer I said the first time. Wait, that's more than nine words already. Shoot. Bitcoin (laughs) is money by the people for the people. Bitcoin is money by the people for the people. Exactly nine words. Exactly nine. Yes. I love how you get so excited about it. (laughs) Yes. Got it. Score. (laughs) Well, nice. at the top of the show, uh, Christian, you, you, you mentioned how people are reaching out to you guys and you're super busy. And the fact that you guys came to us and you made time for us, it, it really made our day and it means a lot to us. We love yeah. your show. It's good yeah. stuff you guys do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'd be on anytime you want. <laughs> awesome. I'll hold you to that. All right. Uh, good, good night. <laughs> you as well. All righty. Yes, Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, that was the interview with Christian Sossier and McKibben, Matt McKibben from Ubiquity, who is demoing the prototype of their awesomeness today. <laughs> um, that was a good interview. It was a very fun interview. One of the more yeah. fun interviews that we had. And so I like that one. it was very pleasant. We, McKibben and Saucier is definitely a buddy cop movie that should be made or a buddy cop show. <laughs> That's just a fact. It just rolls off the tongue. So, um, Ubiquity, check them out. You're probably going to see some Reddit posts, some internet buzz going on. And, yeah. uh, that's another one of those services, guys, that is built on the Bitcoin blockchain. So that's pumping value into this bad boy. And if it is used, it, it provides a very special use case. And, and if it is used, you can you can see what that's going to do for Bitcoin. Bitcoin's going to take over the world. I'm pretty convinced of it. But in a really good way. It's not going to take over the world Dr. Evil style or, you know, Goldfinger from James Bond. Um, but it's going to take over the world in a, in a better way, a very Michael Jackson early 80s way. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see like if and when this becomes the way things happen for essentially all value transactions and storage of digital assets, like secure securing digital assets. This what because what it does is it takes out the middleman and all of the power associated with those middlemen, it, even banks and so on and so forth. So there's a real large mad grab for power and and it's proportioning it out in different ways. And I'm curious to see who wins that, that war or how it gets, you know, distributed amongst all of the applications and people developing things right now and kind of how that power gets distributed differently and how things work, because that's kind of what everyone's trying to do right now with all the development and investment and so on and so forth is trying to situate themselves in a place where they become like the central hub for people doing X thing, right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then they absorb all of that power that's currently in centralized systems. You know, what's funny Sounds is like I, a video game. What's <laughs> funny is I, I, um, I was watching the hearing. I think it was the CTFC or I, I can't remember the acronym, but it was like a bunch of, uh, you know, Wall Street banker types talking to regulators. Um, about Bitcoin and the blockchain, as they call it. Not the blockchain, but blockchain. And what's funny is there was one guy who was pretty prominent and he spoke the most, but he always talked, he was pretty much talking about how Bitcoin was insufficient for what they do. And what was funny is he was like, the trade can't be the settlement because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of hands that exchange during the settlement time and there's a lot of people that need to get paid while things are settling and that's why the system is is like that and i'm just sitting there listening to it like 
Um, one, this guy doesn't get Bitcoin whatsoever because Bitcoin is exactly what is going to root out all of those middlemen. And he was like defending it. Yeah, he was defending it. He was like, there's a reason there's a settlement time. There's a reason for this. It's because people have to get paid. And, and there's, uh, we have to know how money is changing hands. And I was like, um, this guy doesn't get it. I give you money and then you have that, money. That's it. Then you have the money and I don't have it. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. I give you, I give you X digital asset. I no longer have it anymore and you have it and no one else needs to know about that transaction. Yep. It's that easy. Currently, it's essentially that. And you take out all the fees associated with the middlemen of getting paid and they can go kick rocks and find something else to do because the environment of Bitcoin is big enough that they can make their own money, not just being a middleman. You know what I feel like when you explain Bitcoin to like a banker or somebody on Wall Street, they just give you that Kanye, how, you know what I'm talking about, cello? <laughs> yeah. How, Sway? How? <laughs> How's Bitcoin going to do that? How's Bitcoin? You don't have all the answers, Chase Bank. You, you don't, don't have, have all the answers. You don't have all the answers, Bitcoin. How? <laughs> Anyways. That's just, every time I see him talk, I'm like, oh, poor them. They don't understand it yet. Poor guys. Well, um, what else is on the docket, guys? We ain't got much time. That interview is kind of long. Yeah, the interview yeah. was long. We can wrap that up. Um, I do want to, you know, special, special thanks to Burger King. It's amazing to see how, you know, they're developing as a Bitcoin city. It just, they're continuing to convince merchants to accept Bitcoin every month. And they're already up to a hundred merchants, and next year they're probably mm-hmm. going to have double that. And I was that was pleased our to concern. say that he's getting two or three transactions a day. Yep, and it doesn't sound like a lot from one place. But yeah, but how quickly is that going to pick up when they start offering free whoppers? It's going to snowball. It's going to snowball. Let me tell you something. If somebody had said to me right now, "You spend a certain thing, you get a free whopper," you're damn sure I'm going to get a whopper and a free whopper. I'm going to eat one now and one later. Hear that, Burger King? We're tweeting you with that. That's right. Um, yeah. I love how he was passionate about his company, too. You're like, is this Hungry Jack? And he was like, fuck a Hungry Jack, bro. This is Burger King. Who you calling? I loved it. Yeah. I tried to trip him up, but he was he was on the ball. He was a knowledgeable employee. Yeah. Whoever that guy was that you didn't ask his name, how rude of you. Uh, he's good for... Oh, Burger yeah. Sure, that's his name. Um, anyways, let's wrap this up. So, guys. Oh, he's waiting for you, too. Oh, yeah. He's like, get the, get the iPad ready. Get the, that's not a Netherlands. <laughs> I know that now. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> D tried to person another white guy. Get failure. the iPad ready. Get <laughs> iPad ready to go. Anyways, um, thebitcoinpodcast.com. That's where we have our website where you can see our faces. And see what we look like. You can also look at the resources tab, which we've recently been told it's really resourceful. Um, there's a Q&A. You can ask Petty questions. Excuse me. You can ask Dr. Corey Petty some DP? questions about <laughs> will doctor penetrate your mind. Um, we also have what else is on there? All of our blogs are on there. I write stuff. I was called a Bitcoin bios. poet recently. That's not true. All the way the website <laughs> called Bitcoin Poet did exclu- did uh what is it called? They had one of my one of my little blogs on there. So I write. You'll like it. Corey writes. You'll like that too. Um, what else do we have doing? The Twitter at the BTC podcast is our Twitter. Uh, tweet us. We'll tweet you back. Uh, if you say anything rude, you don't want to start that. Okay. You don't want, you don't want those problems. All right. Also, if it's iTunes, <laughs> iTunes, review us. Give us five stars. Um, please, uh, don't give us four stars. Um, cause that's not going to make us happy. It's not even going to make you happy that you were that much of a jabroni. So. Give us five star review. Uh, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud. We are on um, what else are we on? We're on the internet. We're out there. We're Someone out asked there. us a question on our Q and A. They did. Yeah. What's your Zap Chain link? 
So I went balls deep in an answer and gave him the zap chain link we tell everybody. See? If you ask – is somebody drag racing outside of your house? That was an F1 yeah, car. Every day. Every day. Why, why, why? You should hold up checkered flag signs. <laughs> um, we uh, yeah, and Doctor Petty, if you saw, he just answered that guy really well. The guy asked for the link, he gave him the link, so it works. Um, other than that, you know, glad you're listening. Tell your friends about the show. Um, tell your family too. And, and shout out to uh, Nathan Wozniak at. Um Who's the chief operating officer at Ubiquity? Go to Ubiquity, U uh, B I T Q U I T Y dot I O. They are, uh, they got a new website up. Looks pretty, looks nice. Check them out. Shout out to Nathan, good friend of the podcast. And I mean, while you're at it, check out uh, Equibit, because um, I think they're all kind of looped in. Different company, but same great people. Absolutely. And, uh, Corey, you want to give any shout-outs? We never give shout-outs, so. Uh, no, I'm good. Good. My fans. Shout-out to my fans who are downloading my podcast. <laughs> shout-out to my fa- I picture you wearing sunglasses and, like, a chain, <laughs> a gold chain when you said that. Um, yeah, I don't really have any shout-outs myself. Shout-out to myself. I do a great job on this podcast. Hey, yeah. Shout-out to Cello. He's always bringing the thunder on the show. Um, that's it. That's all we got, I think. And Play the outro. Yeah, there it is. Play the outro. <laughs> can't repeat me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Here. Let's go do it. No, no, I'm never doing it again. Yeah. I'm-